0: Well, praise the Lord. Welcome to the Romans teaching today. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here with our Bibles and our paper, our pencil. We're ready to <clears throat> dig in a little deeper to Romans chapter 5 today. I hope that you'd uh, just to follow along with us. If you're just now finding us on YouTube or here on my Pastor Curtis page on Facebook Uh, I desire, I pray it'd be your desire to know more about the Word of God, and you'd go back and start at the very beginning in each one of these sessions. You can find them at my YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson316, and and, uh, you can lesson by lesson, verse by verse, go through the Word of God with us, and hear what the Spirit of God is saying to the church, to those who have ears to hear. And uh, we're here every Monday morning at 8.30 a.m. and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. doing the Romans teaching on Friday mornings. It's 9 a.m. And uh, it's right here on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page live. But again, everything we do gets uploaded to that YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. There's so much there. We had a young man, a young pastor starting a church in Granbury Tech, Grandbury, Texas, uh, here with us yesterday, uh, Pastor Joshua Gentry and his wife, Candace. And the message he preached is uploaded to that YouTube channel there, Curtis Hutchinson 316. Uh, there's a different playlist on there. One's guest speakers, one's the cross time, the, what we do on Friday. One is the Pastor Curtis teachings and uh, of like Romans, and, and, and there are others. So the Determined Camp Meeting uh... there's a playlist for that so i i encourage you to go and check out the the uh... youtube channel And the website thecrosswaychurch.com and also we have a church app, Crossway Church app that you can have on your smartphone. All the messages can be listened to live there on Sunday morning, Wednesday night. And they're all archived there and there you can hit the donate button and support the gospel being preached. That's what we are all about. We're not all about all the other things that are distractions We are focused on preaching the gospel, teaching the word of God in truth. And so I'm glad you're with us this morning. So don't forget to be praying about our ongoing endeavor to start a church in Wichita Falls, Texas. Andrew and I were there last Friday night and Saturday morning and had some new people show up and always thankful for that. And so uh, we're, we're meeting there the second weekend every month. That Friday night at seven, uh, Saturday morning from ten till lunch. So if you know somebody in that area, please help us get the word out that they would come if they if they want to learn the word of God uh, in its Jesus context. Praise God, because that's what the Bible is about. It's about Jesus. He said the scriptures were about him in John five thirty nine, Praise God. So here we are in chapter 5 of Romans on this 14th day of January, 2019. And this is part 7. Part 7 of chapter 5. So I want to start in verse 6 and I want to go through verse 11. I just want to read these six verses. And as I'm reading them, I want you to notice how many times the Lord talks about death. The word die, death, is in this. The atonement. Watch this now. Because the focus for you and me, the focus and the object of our faith at all times is the death of Jesus. That's right. The object of our faith is the death of Jesus. For there he authored and finished our faith. And we'll talk about that some after I read these six verses. But notice as we read through how many times the word death is is referred to, and and it's all because of all these promises, all this this process of blessings and things we have access to that we just read in the first five verses. Powerful blessings that in this grace where we stand, justified by faith, we have peace with God, and and and. We glory in tribulations. We know that tribulations work patience and patience experience and experience hope and hope makes not ashamed because God shed His love abroad in our hearts. All these things. But the reason and the only way those things can be accessible and experienced is if our faith is right. So watch this in verse 6. For when we were yet without strength... In due time, in last session we talked about what that means. Due time means in the fullness of time, the right time. Christ, here it comes, died for the ungodly. That's you and me. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commends His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by His blood, speaks of death, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ by whom we have now received the atonement. Did you see all those times? The Apostle Paul, under the anointing, the unction, the leading of the Holy Spirit as far as what to write to this church in Rome and to us today, the object of our faith has always been the sacrifice of the Savior. When God rushed into the Garden of Eden upon our initial sin, when Adam and Eve when you and I, because we were in Adam, when we sinned, God rushed into the Garden and He gave a verbal promise. The seed of the woman, going to crush your head devil and you'll bruise his heel. That's the story of Calvary where the seed of the woman was born of a virgin, Jesus Christ, and came and he crushed the head of the enemy, took his power of death away through his dying, might you, Hebrews 2.14, not through his resurrection, Jesus through his death took the power of death away from the devil. And Jesus was bruised and wounded for our sins and iniquities there at Calvary. So God rushed in and He not only spoke to them of a coming seed, a coming Redeemer, but He said, wait a minute. And He turns around and He shows them the object of their faith would be that promise of a Redeemer coming through the sacrifice. And God would kill the animals that He killed and He clothed Adam and Eve with the skins of animals. All a type, all symbolic, all a shadow of what Jesus would come and do one day as He stripped the power away of death from the devil and all who believe in Jesus Christ, God clothed them not with animal skins but with His robes of righteousness, praise God. Do you see that? But the object of faith is this. And all throughout the Old Testament, as their faith was in the Redeemer, it could only be in the Redeemer, literally, if it was in the blood being shed. If they refused to be a people of sacrifice, God would cast them out because it's the way of the sacrifice that proves to God our faith is in His Son that He sent. No other way. It's the the actual faith in the death of Jesus that innocent, without flaw, perfect, without blotch, blemish, sacrificial Lamb of God for us. Our faith is in the death of Jesus. Do you understand that? If we could this morning, because of all the focus here on the death of Jesus, let's let's remind ourselves that the Bible tells us in Hebrews 12 and 2 that we were to be looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. Hear me this morning. Faith outside the death of Jesus is no faith in the eyes of God at all. Faith in anything other than the cross means that our faith cannot even be in God's Word at all. And we'll prove that today in this session and you won't have to scratch your head and walk away. It'll literally be given to you right from the Word of God, and that's what we need. Too many preachers running around saying, well, we don't have to have our faith in the cross. We have to have it in the resurrection. The Bible doesn't say the preaching of the resurrection is the power of God. The Bible doesn't say anything of that nature, and Satan wasn't defeated by the resurrection. He was defeated when Jesus died. The Bible tells us that. Hebrews 2.14, write it down, go look it up. It's the death of Jesus because the victory came when this man named Jesus humbled himself and obediently died as he was commanded to do. Adam was obedient for a season, but he didn't live and die obedient. Jesus lived his entire life by grace through faith, without sin. And then he died even in that grace. By grace, Hebrews 2.9 tells us that, that he by the grace of God tasted death for all men. And he did that by grace through faith. Think about that. And the object of our faith is the death of Jesus. He authored and finished our faith. The faith Jesus lived by before the cross, before faith in His Father's command just to go and lay His life down, that faith before the cross, it's not where our faith, mine and your faith, was authored and finished. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith who for the joy set before him endured the cross. Do you see the death mentioned there in Hebrews 12 and 2? But I want to show you something in the Word today and I pray that you would just have a receptive heart today to hear the Lord. Forget what your parents, your grandparents, some preacher has has been hammering to you against. Maybe that's contrary to what you're about to see and what you're about to hear. And I pray the Holy Spirit, and He will if you will allow Him to. If you will say, Okay, Lord, I'm just going to trust Your Word I'm just, I'm a Bible believer. I'm going to believe your word. I'm going to believe your word. For those of you who can do that, who not can but will do that because every human being can believe in Christ, every child of God, if they get caught off uh, out of the way, if they'll repent and just be honest with themselves God and God and, and not let men and women influence them and just let God's Word uh, influence them so the Holy Spirit can bring them back to where they need to be, everything will be all right. But if we, if we won't, it's not that we can if we won't do that, then we're always going to be controlled by people, controlled by feelings and emotions. But watch this today as we look at Galatians, something very powerful, because we are talking about the object of faith being the death of Jesus. Paul didn't have a problem with this. Paul taught this. And again, back to the Garden of Eden, God didn't rush in and give any object of faith except a verbal promise of a coming redeemer, the seed of the woman. And then he showed them the avenue through which he would come. A substitutionary sacrifice. Not you paying the price. Not you having to do the work. God himself killed the animals. God himself clothed Adam and Eve. God himself did the work in his son at Calvary. And our faith The faith that saved you is the faith of the Son of God who loved you and gave himself for you. But I want you to see this in your Bibles today. Galatians chapter 3 verse 1. O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth crucified among you. These Gauls, these Galatians, they were not there at the day of the crucifixion. But Paul the Apostle preached such a powerful message of the cross to them, giving them the opportunity to hear and to believe and to receive the Spirit and even to see miracles among them. As you go ahead and read this, you'll see this. And they were born again to such a degree that that, that that it was as if they had been there and seen Christ crucified. Their faith became as such. Paul tells them this. Who has bewitched you, you foolish Galatians? Who Who's bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth, crucified among you? They had... They had been seduced. Men were coming and deceiving them, beguiling them, causing them to move their faith from that which allowed them to see Christ crucified lying to them telling them they must be circumcised you must do this you you must obey the law of Moses you must do this oh and, and people in our world today it, it, it's not so much as circumcision and that it's that if you're not water baptized you're not really saved if you don't do this oh, and even the people that don't teach that they and I and I speak from experience we ever all these fads that come along into the church such as the promised keep the government of twelve, the word of faith and all these things that you're found thinking that you have to do which is law us doing is law I'm talking about for righteousness I'm talking about for the presence the power and the provision of God doesn't come because of your doing the receiving of the spirit doesn't come because of your doing but simply by faith true faith in the sacrifice. See? And notice, I'm going to say something very powerful today. And if what I'm saying is true, and I know that it is, then when you look and you think about where the church is today and how many are there, it will break your heart. If obeying the truth is equated with faith in the sacrifice of Christ, And you can't have it there and somewhere else. You can't have faith in the sacrifice of Christ and the government of twelve. Because when you do, you're really telling God the cross isn't quite enough. It almost, but we also need the government of twelve, the purpose driven. We also need, do you understand what I'm saying today? If the cross isn't alone, exclusively, sufficient for all you'll ever need, all the presence, the power of God and all the provision of God for all things, then God's grace isn't sufficient because God's grace only comes through that faith in the death of Jesus, the sacrifice of Christ. But hear me today. This this is going to just shock so many people If the Holy Spirit through Paul has caught the church in Galatia in a place and has called it not obeying the truth, Because their faith is no longer in the cross, but now it's being moved back to circumcision, back to days and months and ceremonies and rituals and the law and all these things that the Judaizers were telling them you've got to do these things. You've got to, if you'll do these things, and all, just like today. It's a little different scenario but it's still law. It still works. It's either Christ died and paid it all and there authored and finished our faith, hallelujah, and all we do is apply faith to that and we we receive the Spirit. We begin to see miracles. This is why we're not seeing miracles among the church because it's so bad of a problem. Hear me today. If our faith is not in the cross of Christ alone, the Bible says we're not obeying the truth. And if we're not obeying the truth, that means we cannot obey any of God's Word. If, 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 I'm, in a, if I'm in a status of not being able to no longer obey the truth and the Bible declares it, that that's the case because I've moved my faith from the cross to something else, then I can't obey anything. And this bears witness with Romans chapter 6 when one places their faith, when they believe in Christ and the sacrifice, the cross, what He there did, what He there provided for them. At that moment, God classifies them as obedient. Read Romans 6, 17. When we obeyed from the heart, obeyed that form of doctrine that made us free from sin and made us servants of righteousness. That was the message of the cross. That was the gospel. That was the good news of what God did in Christ, His only begotten Son, there at Calvary for us, which was His death. Now I want you to hear this again. This is so profound. And I know some people are going to walk away and say, Oh my goodness. This means if my faith, all those years, and I admit it for my own self, my own family, all those years that I would have never refuted that one is born again, that only through the blood of Jesus, but I was preaching and teaching and using God's Word to bring the presence and the power and the provision of God in all other it's sorts of avenues, all the covering things and all, the, all, the, all the th- everything that passed through town, I thought it was God and God would use it, but God won't use it. God won't use it. When we take our faith from the cross and put it in something else, thinking God will use it, and we use His Scripture to confirm and back it up. Hear me today, faith can never come. Faith can't come. Faith cannot come because only with faith in the cross can we be classified as God, classified by God as obedient. Read it again, Romans chapter 6 verse 7 and and, and righteously divide the scriptures. If my faith is not in the cross, in the death of Jesus for my sins and for the presence and the power and the provision of God, then I can no longer obey the truth. And if I if I have the status of not obeying the truth, then I can't obey any of the truth. See, to God it's not about the going and the doing to be obedient, it's about the believing what's right that makes me obedient. So if my faith is not in the cross and it's in the purpose driven or the government of the twelve or the promise keepers or the accountability, oh, I've got to call this brother, he, he'll, he'll keep me from, uh, he'll give me the power. And, uh, and all these other things that are out there. All these other things. It could be something as foolish as as thinking if I'll just stare at that picture right there on the wall that I'll find the power not to do this thing that's got me in bondage today. If I'll just stare at that and think about that that beautiful tree, that's works. That's works. Anything outside of my faith in the sacrifice of Christ, anything outside of that classifies me, puts me in a place where I'm no longer obeying the truth. And therefore no matter what I'm attempting to do in God's Word, with God's Word, faith can't come. So what comes if it's not faith coming? It's flesh because either faith is coming and faith when faith comes faith overcomes faith uh, allows us to grow and be matured and to find the will of God the plan of God the purpose of God for our lives and and keeps us from growing stale and backsliding and all these things that even a lot of the church says can't even happen to the the true Christian listen they don't have a clue what the Bible says most of these people don't even know what the Bible says they've got five verses they stick with those five verses and they're five verses is out of context because their faith is not in the cross. I promise you today, my friends, if you'll come back to the cross and what I mean by that is if you'll let all that stuff go and you can't, you can't let it go until you grab the cross and I mean by your faith in Jesus who He is and what He there did. You don't just decide to let go of these things. That happens all by itself when you put your faith in Christ and His cross alone, then you are then letting go because you can't hold both. You can't cling to both. It's either or. You can't love God and the worldly systems mammon at the same time. The Bible teaches that you'll love one and despise the other. That's why these big leaders in these big uh, church circles Listen, don't be fooled by their positions. Don't be fooled by their big meetings. Don't be fooled. Listen, when Jesus showed up, it was the big time big boys, the Pharisees, the Judaizers, the the Sanhedrin. Oh, they were the big boys and people looked at them and, and they respected them and they honored them and they were fearful of them and they just thought they were right. And Jesus rebuked them. Many of them told some of them their daddy was the devil. Don't let men's positions, don't let men's years of ministry seduce you, beguile you, deceive you. If they're not pointing to the cross of Jesus, if all they want to preach is Pentecost, they'll never have the power of Pentecost, I promise you. Because if you're not in a place where you're obeying the truth, God can't work in that. Because God only works in truth. Write it down, write it down. Psalms 33 and 4. For the word of the Lord is right, and all His works are done in truth. Romans 8 2. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus at the cross, in Christ Jesus. That speaks of the cross because at the cross, in His death, you and I as believers in Christ means we placed our faith in His death, Romans 6.3, and that's where we were immersed into His death, praise God. We were justified by His blood, by His death, hallelujah. While we were yet sinners, while we were yet enemies to God he reconciled us by his blood means his death hallelujah oh this is good this morning and I know it's stuff that uh, a lot of people had never heard well guess what I hadn't heard it long either but when the Lord is showing us scripture revealing scripture to us whether we've heard it or not from what we call the, the big boys the big leaders of the different circles in the church today is it in your Bible? because let me tell you something Big positions that men get placed in by people, they must hold those positions by teaching and preaching what the people want to hear. But that's not what God's called His ministers to do. God's called His ministers to declare the word of the Lord. And the word of the Lord became flesh and dwelt among us. He went to the cross. He died for us. And because of that, He's given us an object of faith for the joy set before Him. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Therefore, if our faith is in the death of Jesus, the place He authored and finished our faith, then we will find that strength of the Lord. That strength of the Lord. This is amazing. Think about this. All those, and I speak from experience, years ago when I began to hear the message the gospel, the the message of the cross, and I begin to make all these excuses. Why are they preaching that? We already know that. We're beyond that. And those are all comments that only come from walking after the flesh, minding the things of the flesh. Doesn't matter that I was still using God's Word. I was using God's Word out of context. So let me say this today. For those of you who say or you hear people say, well, my preacher's preaching the Bible. He may be holding the truth of God in his hands, but he may be holding it out of its righteous context. He may be holding God's word that is truth out of its righteous context. God says that all the words of his mouth are in righteousness. They are truth, but they're in righteousness righteousness. Proverbs 8 and 8. Write it down. Don't get mad at me. Write it down. Go look. And ask God to help you. And the righteousness of God is only revealed in the gospel. In the gospel. It only comes through grace. And grace only comes through the death of Jesus, Galatians 2 and 21. Let me say it again. The righteousness of God is only revealed in the gospel. Romans 1, 16 and 17. And righteousness, the gospel is the death of Jesus because the righteousness of God, whether it is for initial status with God at your born again experience or the daily being led by the Spirit in the path of righteousness to be able to bear forth the fruits of righteousness, which by the way is the only avenue of the fruit of holiness, Romans chapter 6. That without, no man can see God in and through your life. Righteousness only comes through the grace of God. And the grace of God only comes through faith in the death of Jesus. Galatians 2 and 21. This is a profound teaching. This, is, this is, should be kindergarten. This should be just like have the whole church shouting glory to God. Thank you, Lord, for showing me these these great truths in your word to 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 help me get back on the path or to turn the light on brighter because you've been able to bring me back to the path but you know what most of the church hears what's being taught in the word of god used today nothing but scripture and they won't accept it because their faith is not in the cross their faith is in a man or denomination and they they don't know it. they don't know it deception means i don't know that i don't know Wherever there's deception, people don't know. But you don't have to stay that way. And deception takes place at its greatest degree when we just refuse to believe the Scriptures. But we believe tradition. Jesus taught that tradition will make the Word of God null and void. Can you just believe the Scriptures today? Jesus said they're about Him. So only when we see the Scriptures in the light of the man who said, I am the light... Jesus Christ, will we be able to walk in the light? I'm so thankful today. I'm not better than anybody. Nobody's better than anybody. But the Lord is bringing His church back to faith and grace. The Lord is bringing His people back to the path. And it's all about Jesus Christ and Him crucified. There's no understanding of God's Word outside of faith in the cross of Christ. It's all about the death of Jesus. It was to the Apostle Paul. Yes, Jesus was buried. Yes, He was resurrected from the dead. That had to happen because He atoned for all sin at the cross. If He hadn't atoned for every sin of all time, He couldn't have been resurrected. But because He did that there at the cross through a humble act of obedience unto death, you and I now can have life through the faith of Jesus Christ the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for me. Do you understand that? Galatians two twenty says the life I live now in this flesh body I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. If you go beyond the cross because you're listening to some man instead of hearing the Spirit of God then you will be in a category, in a status where you are not obeying the truth. And if your faith is not in the cross, that's exactly where God sees you. You're no longer obeying the truth. No matter what you do with the other parts of God's Word and you find yourself out there doing what the Word says do and not doing what the Word says not do, it makes no difference. That's how rewards we think we're going to get are going to be burned up. Everything on wood, hay, and stubble is everything that we thought was God that wasn't God, but it was just us. Only in the status of obeying the truth, which is faith in the cross, the death of Jesus, can we find the rewards there when we get there, the treasures literally being laid up because treasures and rewards, they're not about what we do. They're only about what we allow Him to do in and through us. Think about that. We're out of time today. I love you. I'll keep sharing the truth with you because I know God has a few of His people in revival today and it's happening all over the world. Just a few here and a few there. That election called by grace, He's bringing them back to faith and grace. I'll see you Thursday morning at 8.30. Don't forget the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. God bless you. We love you. And until next time, stay determined to know nothing but Christ and Him crucified.